0: The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cup. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Ember Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. What a beautiful day it is! It is 55 degrees outside, March the 24th, 2022, 401 to be exact. It's that temperature, Ember, that's in the middle of hot and cold. I know. It's beautiful, though. It's beautiful. I finally made the first cut of the year. <laughs> I went outside, cut my grass.
0: I know. I've seen that. It looked good, didn't it? It looked real good.
1: Don't you love the smell of fresh cut grass?
0: I, You know, I know, and I know now I've got to go out and cut my grass because my neighbor cut his. Well, a lot
1: of people worry. They do. Yeah. A lot of people worry, when should I start cutting my grass? When's the right time? The right time is when your neighbor does. Exactly. When your neighbor mows the grass, that's when you got to go mow your grass. Exactly. So so Please. I kinda started the trend. I mow my grass first. Now I'm noticing all my neighbors <laughs> mowing the grass. And
0: everybody over there is new in your subdivision, so they were probably like, "Look at this dude yes. showing up and showing out already." Already, already
1: uh, being the uh, lawn man.
0: Got them lines going real good. I and do. Clean. You do. I've seen it.
1: The lines look good, but nonetheless, it is beautiful outside. Which means I drive around a lot when it's beautiful outside. I just like to take a nice drive. And Amber, I noticed while driving that. Because I drove around, particularly in the Hamburg area here in Lexington, yeah. I noticed that a lot of restaurants have just went out of business.
0: Oh, my goodness, yes. A lot
1: of chain restaurants have went out of business.
0: A lot of the staple
1: restaurants. A lot of the staple uh, most popular chains that has been around for a long time has went out of business, Amber. Um, I read an article on MoneyWise.com and it was talking about the chains that are dying here Uh. in America. And it's sad. Yeah, Pizza Hut is one of those chains. (laughs) Pizza Hut closed around 450 stores in 2019 and 2020. Not a good move. Don't know how much it was in 2021, but you know the trend is, is, Mm. is bad. But Think about how cool
0: Pizza Hut used to be. Back in the day, there was no better place to have a birthday party. That's than a Pizza lot Hut. of
1: my birthday parties were in Pizza Hut. It was a place to go and and play arcades. Yes. Put the quarters in the little twenty five cent machines and get, get a little a tattoo. tattoo.
0: Yes. yes, or a mustache.
1: Get a mustache. Yeah. Pizza Hut was really cool. Nowadays, if Pizza Hut is being built, if they do build a new Pizza Hut, or they're turning all existing Pizza Huts into takeout only. Ah. Uh. Burger King has what? slowly closing, get closed up to 350 of its chains in 2019 and 2020. Oh my goodness. Steak and Shake. Ah well closed over 107 in 2019 and 2020. Applebee's. Oh gosh, no. Applebee's closed 40 stores in 2019, 2020. No. Uh, TGI Fridays. Uh. TGI Fridays. Uh, Subway. They closed thousands of chains in 2019 and 2020.
0: Not the one in Walmart, though.
1: No? (laughs) That one's
0: still running. And
1: Starbucks closed up to 550 chains in 2019 and 2020 combined.
0: But now, do you think that they're just shutting those down because they're rebuilding? Because now look at all the new buildings we have seen them put up. Because they did close quite a few locations and then threw up new buildings. I'm like, what are you doing? and And throw up new buildings. A
1: lot of places before they go out of business, they try one last ditch effort to do yeah. a campaign to try to get people back on their side, like Applebee's, like
0: a last hoorah. Come in, see if we can rekindle.
1: Right, like Applebee's has a whole new marketing
0: campaign
1: with that country song.
0: Which, oh I, goodness, don't do, don't, b- don't punish my ears with that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, don't punish.
1: Me. But they do have, they do have a bunch of. Um, uh, they they You can tell they're going out of business because they're trying their last-ditch effort. Ruby Tuesdays is another one. Now, they closed 26 restaurants in 2019-2020.
0: Have you ever been to a Ruby Tuesdays? You know, about 15 years ago, there you, used to be one in
1: Hamburg. You better go because they're closing. O'Charlie's, Ruckers, Red Robin are all chains Red that have been closing uh, the restaurants left and right. So there's going to come a day, folks, that the... American steakhouses that we grew up on, our favorite chain restaurants that we grew up on, are not going to be around. Well,
0: now, you know, let's talk about one that we know ain't around no more, and that's Reno's. Reno's? Did Reno's, was it a national chain, or was it just regional? I think it was just more of a, a an Appalachian thing. Okay. I think it was just more in our area. Yeah,
1: a lot of those are gone. I'm talking... National, TGI know. Fridays, O'Charlies, the places that I love, Applebee's. Yeah, well, no, those Apple places. Leaves. It says here the reason for that is because Gen Z and other generations that are younger than us mm-hmm. prefer either to eat at a fast food joint or a really nice restaurant. They don't like the in-between. And I
0: like like the in-between. Well, that's the only place I like to go is the in-between, so I don't know. I don't know if America will ever get
1: to a point to where the fast food industry will be in trouble. If it was ever going to be in trouble, it would have been during the COVID shutdown because that's when... The in-seat dining went away, and mm-hmm. they had to rely on the drive through I really don't know if fast
0: food will ever be in trouble. It's too convenient. I think if fast food's ever in trouble, that means we're in big trouble. Amber, I have a list here. of,
1: And the list is the most iconic fast food chains and their most popular menu item Ooh, okay. here in this country. So fast food, I'm a huge fan of it. Woo. I mean, I live... If I'm not pulling up to the second window to pay. I'm not eating. <laughs> I live off fast food. I enjoy it. But of course, we got to start with McDonald's, maybe the most iconic yes. fast food restaurant. Their most popular menu item is french fries.
0: I would have said they Coca-Cola. Do you never just go get a fries and nothing else? Uh, no, I ain't going to say I've never done that before because I will say they do have the best fries hands down, but uh, no, not really. Just get them.
1: I mean, you can argue that the Big Mac would be the answer to that. That, but it says here that according to research and surveys that French fries is. And they owe it to good potatoes. They, well, s- they says they test the spuds and they're treated with dextrose and sodium acid. Uh, prostate for color. Various pres- uh, preservatives and natural beef flavor is what they use for the French fries. Wait, they put beef
0: flavored in the taters? I guess. Oh, well, goodness. I guess.
1: <laughs> Another iconic fast food restaurant. And... I would, and this would be a drink restaurant only, is Starbucks. Yeah. It's fast. Get your coffee, Uh and you're out of there. It really is a fast place. If you see a long line at Starbucks, you're going to get through the line pretty quickly. And it's amazing seeing is that it takes a lot to make the drink you're asking for. Uh Uh-huh. Their most popular item, pumpkin spice latte. Oh,
0: gross.
1: Subway is another iconic fast food chain. Do you remember Jared? Oh, I think everybody remembers Jared. Jared, mm mm-hmm was apparently a child molester and he was the and he was the Jared was the spokesman he was the
0: spokesperson for him. for
1: for Jared for Subway yeah and then he got in trouble with uh, child pornography I believe that's what it was and uh, they fired him
0: yeah he wasn't eating fresh no more
1: no he was not that's when they come out with the new eat fresh campaign because oh. yes well they didn't have a face no more for <laughs> Subway because Jerry was on all the commercials
0: yeah he was he was in everything
1: I love that movie Just Friends yeah, when that girl, the the guy, you know, Ron Reynolds, he lost all that weight. Yeah, and uh, he's skinny, and he comes back to his hometown, and his ex, and his the girl he always had a crush on, he yeah. pulled up to her house, and her dad said, "Hey, how'd you lose all that weight? Like that fatty from Subway? Oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> gross!
1: Oh man, Burger King, of course, is iconic. It's been around since 1957, and their most popular item is the Whopper. Taco Bell,
0: mm hmm." Crunchy there Taco we go.
1: is their most popular. Uh, Wendy's, yeah, my personal favorite. I was
0: going to say, what's your favorite? They
1: don't cut corners. <laughs> their hamburgers are square. It's it's great. The Baconator is their most popular item. And what's interesting about that is Wendy's has been around for a long time. Yeah. But the Baconator was introduced in 2007. And that's the number one? Uh, that's their number one item. Whoa. Now, what was your pick for number one? I don't like the baconator. As a matter of fact, if you put bacon on my cheeseburger, I'm going to throw up. I know it. So, I know it. So don't do that. And, and
0: ain't because you don't like bacon though. No, I love don't bacon. Don't want people think you're weird, no. you weird. because you don't like bacon. I just
1: don't like it on my cheeseburger. Yeah, I like egg on my cheeseburger. Well, but that's not bacon. good. And I always ask for a plain cheeseburger, Yeah, and they always put bacon on it, and I have to peel the bacon off, and I can still taste the bacon.
0: (laughs) You know, I will say, your cheeseburger order is pretty uh, point-blank. You know, I just want just cheese, put all my stuff on the side, and I don't feel like you ever get it just like that.
1: No. Chick-fil-A is another popular iconic fast food chain. Their deluxe chicken sandwich is what was the that's the most popular uh, menu item. It was named after America's favorite fast food chain year after year. Chick-fil-A recently introduced such innovations as spicy chicken strips, mm-hmm. chicken sliders, and the grilled chicken cool wrap. Ooh. Now, that is a place that they call themselves fast food, uh-huh. but they're not fast food. <laughs> it takes an hour to get through the drive-thru. No, not it. What Chick-fil-A are you going to? Everyone that I have ever went to, it's a long line. Yeah. Now, we used to have one on campus at Moorhead, and I got burnt out on yeah. eating that. Almost every day. I feel that. So I don't really, I'm not a big Chick-fil-A, I don't see the hype in it. Domino's. Nah. Is an iconic is an iconic uh, fast food chain.
0: You don't agree with that? And well, no, they're definitely iconic. Don't get me wrong, but they are not my pizza of choice. No,
1: that would be pizza for me, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Pepperoni pizza would be their most popular, and uh-huh. that's actually Domino's most popular as well. Well, uh, Panera Bread is another iconic fast food chain. They're known for their broccoli cheddar soup. That's good soup. Anybody who like that's a weird restaurant. Well that's a weird I, restaurant. Uh, yeah. Like Anybody who who like chooses to eat there yeah. over like someplace else.
0: Yeah. That's just <laughs> it blows my mind. It's like wow. it's like where do y'all want to eat?
1: Do you all want Wendy's? Do you want, you know, KFC, Panera Bread. Who says Panera Bread? Me,
0: sometimes. No.
1: <laughs> KFC. Yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken, worldwide, it's known across the land. I went to Ecuador, I've been to Panama City Beach, and I've been to the country Panama, and they've got KFC. KFC everywhere. It's everywhere. They're known for their original recipe chicken. The Sonic Drive-In, which you don't see much anymore, especially here in Lexington, that, it, that restaurant gives me anxiety because their waiters come <laughs> out on skates, rollerblades. Yeah, what happens if they
0: <laughs> fall on them rollerblades and they sling their tray? On, in your lab. Well, I just hope maybe i get a coupon and get more fresh food. Dairy Queen? Yeah. Their most popular item is the blizzard. Well, we wouldn't know about that because we ain't never had a chance to get one. Dairy
1: Queen, I love Dairy Queen because that's a place that I can go and eat and not feel greasy. It's a place that I can eat and not feel bad afterwards because it don't feel like that the food's sticking to my bones.
0: Well, now I think Dairy Queen is one of those restaurants that, you know, especially like McDonald's, it's uniform all the way around. But I don't feel like, I feel like Dairy Queen's hit and miss. It depends on the location you go to, whether or not it's good.
1: But they could quit selling food, stick to ice cream, and still be just as successful. They're known for their ice cream. Oh, 100%. Arby's with the classic roast beef, Little Caesars, been around for a long, long time. They're known for their crazy bread. Hey. And they're fast. They've got the hot and Hey, It's well. a quick way to feed people. If you are looking for an easy, cheap way to feed people, yeah. uh, Little Caesars, I love, like I used to, I don't do it anymore, but I would always buy my class, Little Caesars Pizza at yeah. the end of class, but... It got too it, expensive. It got too expensive because uh-huh. Little Caesars prices have rock Wait,
0: they rose?
1: They've risen. Oh, good. They're not the hot and ready box anymore uh. for five dollars. Well, uh, Jack in the Box, they're known for their two tacos, and Popeyes Pie Louisiana Chicken's known for their biscuits. And finally, another iconic restaurant is Papa John's, and they're known for cheese pizza. Uh-huh. And Papa John's was founded right here in good old Kentucky. Amber, those are some of the most iconic fast food chains in the, in the world. Did I leave any off? I don't believe you did. Those are the those are the best ones, at least. I,
0: I feel you on that.
1: And if I did leave any off, please put them on the show thread, and I'll be sure to mention them. But it's sad, though, that a lot of those restaurants are going away. Not particularly the fast food ones, but a lot of our chain ones are. And that's sad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Stick with us. we still got lots more Off the Cuff coming at you live after these words. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. It is... March, which means basketball is in full swing. The NCAA March Madness Basketball Tournament is in full effect. As a matter of fact, a Sweet 16 has been set. We've been covering the March Madness series, which is a special brought to you by Off the Cuff with Adam Banks every Wednesday at 8 o'clock right here on WLXU 93.9 with me and my sports professional crew, Jordan Canasser, Chad Rainwater, and Zach Kahn. We did an episode yesterday where we discussed the first two rounds, and if you want to check that out, it is posted on podcast. But, Amber, a Sweet 16 has been set. The teams left, Argonzaga, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Duke, UNC, UCLA, Purdue, St. Peter's, Arizona, Houston, Michigan, Nova, Kansas, Providence, Iowa State, and Miami. Uh, the Off the Cuff Bracket Challenge, if you want to check your status, if you got in on the bracket challenge, you can do that by going to Off the Cuff's Facebook at facebook.com slash off the cuff Adam Banks. I am still in the top five. Amber, where are you on the ranking?
0: Uh, ha, ha, ha. I don't know how everybody's beating me, but I'm number 18.
1: It's amazing that I'm still in the top five seeing that I picked Kentucky uh, to win. But... Uh, March Madness. It will the games continue tonight. They'll start playing the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight uh, this weekend, and then we'll just be down to uh, four teams yeah. when it's all said and done. But Amber, I do want to talk about John Calipari mm. and Kentucky lost in the first round. Yeah, we lost in the first round to Saint Peter's, and to be blunt, it was a massive upset. Kentucky, the number two seeded team, lost to the number 15 seeded team, St. Peter's, 85 79. It was just the 10th time a second seed had lost to a 15 seed in history. That can't happen at Kentucky. <laughs> I understand it happens, and it's happened at some blue blood programs, Duke, yeah. North Carolina, UCLA. It's happened. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it could happen here, but Calipari. John Calipari, who's been our coach, has let situations like this happen too many times. Yeah. Yes, this is the first time Calipari has lost in the first round, but not making it to the tournament which is what he's done twice, is worse than losing in the first round. And I thought about this. Yes, emotionally, it's tough losing in the first round. But if you want to look on paper what's worse, it's not even making the tournament. I agree. You've done that twice, Cal. You went to the NIT in 2013. You went to the NIT in 2021. And now you follow it up in 2022 with a first-round loss. So let me preface this with saying that I still want Calipari as the coach here at Kentucky. I do not want him fired, and I do not think he should be fired. However, I do think there should be some heat warmers turned on in his seat. Absolutely. The reason being his salary. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of money. A Amber. lot. When you make nine, ten million dollars a year, uh-huh. you cannot have medioc- mediocrity. No, I expect that kind of quality. I expect nine, ten million dollar quality. Uh huh. And people will say, well, that's unrealistic to hope for a final four every year. That's unrealistic to hope for a championship every year. Not when you're paying somebody nine, ten million dollars. If, if, If you can't produce those results, let's cut his salary in half.
0: Uh, Yes, absolutely. Let's let's
1: cut it in half. Now, here's the problem with that. We can't do that because we offered him a lifetime contract. Uh. However, Calipari could have the choice to say, you know what? I decide to cut my salary in half because I feel like I'm not... Uh, fulfilling my obligation here at Kentucky. Uh, do you think Calipari would do that? Uh, no. No. He would not do that. I want to give you the vast difference in John Calipari's two acts here at Kentucky. I call this two acts. His first act, 2010 to 2015 years. So yeah. he came here in 20, 2009. But his first act, this is what he had from 2010 to 2015 one national title, four final fours, five elite eights, zero first week exits, three number one picks, 10, ten top 10 picks. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, it's a, it's a good opening act. Arguably one of the greatest opening acts for a college coach. I'll give you that. Bobby Knight could rival that. But John Calipari, he had one of the most opening one of the best openings of a coach. Now let's look at his second act, 2016 to 2022. Zero national titles, zero Final Fours, zero number one picks, two Elite Eights, two first week exits, three top ten picks. John Calipari is 63 years old, and he's been at Kentucky now for 13 seasons. He followed up his worst season ever, nine and 16. And now he he followed it up he followed it up with a first round exit to St. Peters even though he was a number 2 seed and was projected to win it all. So yes, the seat warmers need to be turned on for coach John Calipari. Now I'm not saying to go out and fire him. That would be rash. However, Calipari needs to know that there is no more room for error. You can no longer Losing the first round, you can no longer not make it to the tournament. You can't even afford Calipari anymore a round of thirty two exit. If you want to get the fans back in your good graces, you need a national title next year. <laughs> Final four, I think you could suffice the fans and they'll be happy. But really, if you want to be swaggy again, yep you need a title. <sighs> you need a title. Calipari used to be able to get away with so much, Amber. He used to be able to get away with so much, he would say things, and we would just be like, well, trust in Cal. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, coming off the heels of that, that first opening act, I mean, he had given us all the hope we needed to think that he was going to bring all of these fruitful things to this program, and... We're realizing that, you know, all that shines isn't gold.
1: And even if you spread all of the success out that he had in the first five years, and you spread it out over 13, I mean, it's all about timing, too. You know, when you win. And Calipari, his start, he became the bionic man. Nobody Mm -hmm. could touch him, move him, budge him because he was doing so great. Whatever he did, you just overlooked it because he was still winning. Now we've got five, six years of no success. Mm -hmm. If If you're calling an Elite Eight success then that's you. But now we're dealing with no success in the last five or six years.
0: We can no longer live off the first five years. No, especially when he has received, I don't know how many raises since, you know, he started this program. If Cal was making four or five million dollars a year, I wouldn't say anything. No, because, you know, that's probably what other programs make, and that's okay. That's their standard. But you came here, you, you set a precedent, and you've not been able to maintain it, but we've still been funneling money right to you. Something don't add up. So, Cal, here is
1: what I want you to do. Here's what I challenge you to do, Coach John Calipari, and I hope you're listening. And I'm sure you are. I think that if you do not win a national title next year or make it to the Final Four, I think that you should get on the radio, you can come here on Off the Cuff, and you can announce to the fans that you are splitting your salary in half, and you are giving half of your salary back to the university, Ah, uh, yes. because you feel like that you are not fulfilling the obligation within the terms of your contract. Exactly. And if you do that, I bet you, you would get respect. Wow. And I bet you that people would be a lot less hard on you, Cal. If you want to take, if you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. This is what it's like at Kentucky. You know it. It's great, man. When you're doing good here, man, it's the oh, greatest place the on earth to be. You are the ruler of the state, exactly. But when you are the on the opposite end of winning, it's not a good place to be. No. And you deserve every criticism in the world. Getting paid. Nine million dollars a year. You know me, Amber. Uh-huh. I give Mark Stoops a hard time I know because it. he makes five, six million dollars a
0: uh-huh.
1: year. The, uh, Calipari deserves the same criticism. Nine million dollars a year you you cannot do the first round losses. You can't do the two NITS. You can't do that.
0: No, like who who is like doing his reviews? I mean, you know, like every job you get a review. Mitch, who's doing his reviews? Mitch
1: Barnhart, which is oh, the athletic director, well, and he is not
0: happy. Well, with Coach Calipari, he better be making notations in his employee. File. I'm sure he is yeah. now.
1: Calipari will not get fired. However, I do think that the fans could make it so hard on him that they could run him out of town. Cal's not going to put up with—a person can only take so much. But I think that if— I think that fans would respect him more if he split his salary in half if he's not performing next year and they would be more willing to work with him and give him more time. Mm-hmm. But this nine, ten million dollar a year salary and producing first round and losses, it ain't gonna work. No. It ain't gonna work. It can't work. It can't. It can't. And something needs to happen. Now Remember, I didn't say fire him. I don't think there's anybody out there right now that we could uh, bring in and be better than him. I, I still well? am a cow guy. I mean, there's some names out there I could throw. However, I'm not ready to give up on Calipari yet. I'm not. But you heard what I think he needs to do. So we'll see if that happens. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. We are the train. Everybody, to off the cuff, Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. You know when you hear this Queen song, "We Are the Champions," you know someone has been crowned a champion.
0: Somebody won something.
1: The George Rogers Clark Cardinals defeated Warren Central to capture the 2022 KHSAA Boys Sweet 16 State Championship. In other words. Kentucky boys basketball has a new state champion, Amber.
0: There we go. And that's a good after coming off of a year that it was suspended.
1: This is the first state title for George Rogers Clark since 1951. Jerome Morton led the way for George Rogers Clark with 14 points and was named tournament MVP. And I also want to congratulate the coach, Josh Cook, who is a friend of mine and What I find interesting about, well, just fascinating, really, about this whole situation with me and Josh is, you know, I know the the coach. Yeah. I don't know if you knew who Josh was.
0: Not growing up. Well, we grew up on the same creek. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The same creek. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Dry
1: creek, as a matter
0: of fact. So basically what you're saying is I already did know him then. Yes.
1: I spent the night with him uh, on several occasions because we were very close in the same age, and we would hang out, and we would do stuff that kids would do. We would prank call people. We would prank call people. And uh, we would do like Roy D. Mercer skits to people we would know. We would act like we were Howard Stern. And what, what was funny is some people would believe it. But I remember growing up and Josh teaching me A lot of the fundamentals of basketball. And it surprises me none that Josh grew up to become a coach and to become a state champion. Yeah. It really doesn't surprise me at all that he become a coach and actually coached his team to a state championship. And I can even really get down to the specifics of what Josh taught me. Yeah, like he taught me. I remember when we were kids, he was teaching me defense. Yeah, and I remember him telling me. He said, Adam, when you are guarding somebody, you need to look at them in the stomach. Yeah, you focus on their stomach. You don't focus and keep your eye on the ball because the ball can fake you out, but a stomach can't.
0: Well, so I guess, a person that's
1: true. won't be able to fake you out with their stomach. Oh yeah, and I just remember the little things like that. Josh would teach me things like how to box out properly, and it just—the little things and the little nuances that he would teach, it does not surprise me at all that he grew up, became a coach, and not just a coach, but a coach that took a team to the state championship— three times, Mm -hmm. or to the state tournament three times, and now is a state champion.
0: Oh, I agree with you. We actually, that was uh, what our last game that we went and watched before the COVID. Before the COVID shutdown. I texted Josh after the win,
1: and I said congratulations, and we exchanged a few texts back and forth. I wanted to ask him to come on the show today. Yeah. And... I stopped myself because I said, I don't want him to think that I'm just congratulating him and talking to him because I want him to come on the show. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you think I should do? Should I still ask him or should I I just drop it and not.
0: Now, well, now look, I mean, uh, just from my point of view, no, I did not know him growing up, but I do know a lot about him because of you. He's been very prominent, uh, prominently mentioned on this show. I think we talked about when he first went to George Roger Clark.
1: I think I even put Josh in my 10 most fascinating people list of a certain year on the
0: show. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> probably. So, no, and it, it really was. It was one of the last games that we got to go watch before COVID kind of hit. And then, you know, here he is, you know, what the KHSAs. SSA was completely gone. What for an entire season almost? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it was nice to see somebody that I my know come back and win. But more importantly, he is somebody that taught you how to flail around out there on the court. So right, and not to mention just that, we really um,
1: so many. Mem- Did you know that him and I were in a car accident together? <laughs>
0: How have you not been in a car accident with me? But you've been in a car accident with all kinds of other people. We were,
1: like I said, we grew up in the creek, yeah. and we were driving down the road in the on the creek, and it was real snowy outside. Yeah. Him and I were passengers in the car with somebody else, uh-huh. and uh, the other person. We have forks in our on our road, right? yeah. forks left or right, and we were trying to turn on the right fork, but the car didn't turn because it was so icy. And here we go, almost in the creek, we like slam into the bridge. It's a thousand wonders we didn't flip on the top. But. So
0: y'all was turning right, but probably slid left, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. There's so a lot
1: of history with this dude. Yeah. A lot of history. Um, we got caught in a tornado. Going to get Crystal Burger. Oh goodness, that's a good Over story. And neon? Over and neon. Hey, buddy, that was a good one. So a lot of history. So there would be a lot to talk to him about other than just basketball. But when I saw that he won, I thought that was really cool. Um, it does not surprise me at all that he grew up to be a coach and now a state champion and. Uh, I'm very proud of him, so congratulations, Josh! But ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Off the Cuff to take its Song of the Week break. It is a beautiful, gorgeous day, so why don't you roll down them windows and enjoy doing our dang, doing our dang by the Jungle Brothers? We'll be right back. I've harped on this many, many times. Uh, House Bill 606 is what they officially call it. That is the bill to legalize sports gambling here in this state. And... House Bill 606 is what it's called. Very fitting, Amber, for for uh, two people from Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> but House Bill 606 passed by a margin of 58 to 30. Hey. It would legalize and establish rules for most forms of sports gambling, including fantasy sports and online poker. The revenue raised would be used to support the state's pension fund. It's been estimated that more than $2 billion has been wagered illegally on sports. In Kentucky, $2 billion Uh illegally people have wagered on sports. That's ridiculous. We lost out on $2 billion off people
0: illegally betting sports in Kentucky. Hey, don't you love living in Kentucky? We're 50th (laughs) and everything almost.
1: So the House passed it. However, now that means it's got to go to the Senate so the bill will go to the Senate, and it's expected to be a lot tougher to pass in the Senate. According to the legislative calendar, lawmakers will recess on March the 30th for the veto session, return on April 13th, and adjourn the session on April 14th. It comes a day after the House voted fifty nine thirty four to pass medical cannabis, Amber, and Hi. and a bill to prevent transgender girls from participating in female sports. So a lot of bills being looked at when legislation is open, uh, but the bill that I'm looking at and. Uh, really focusing on is House Bill 606, because that would affect me on the daily.
0: I thought you were going to say Bill Clinton, but not House Bill 606.
1: Yes, House Bill 606. So keep an eye on that. We've still got some time in April, um, and my hopes are up. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Everybody to off the cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. I'm so glad that my least favorite season is gone and springtime is officially here, Amber. The official first day of spring was on March the 21st.
0: Oh goodness, it really is officially spring.
1: Was it the 20th or was it the 21st that was the first official day?
0: Oh, let me look. I didn't even realize.
1: Of spring.
0: Ah, let's
1: see. Oh, my goodness. It's my favorite time of the year. And, well, I don't want to say my favorite. Summer would be my favorite. But springtime is right up there with being one of my favorites because we've just been indoors so long. So it's March the 20th? It was March the 20th. Which was what day? That was Sunday. So this week. Yeah. But the reason I love spring is... One, temperatures, they're moderate. They're not too hot. They're not too cold.
0: Yes. This is uh, perfect uh, window weather.
1: Yes. Put your windows up. Perfect to just open your door and let the screen door stay open or stay closed.
0: Turn that unit off, baby. Save you a little cha-ching and open them windows up. And ooh. Do you have a screen door? I don't. I wish I did. I do too. Yeah. That's very country. Well, you know. I'm happy to just have screens on my window so my dogs don't jump out when I open them up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm a big fan of screen doors. Keeps bugs out, but you can still. It's like leaving your door open.
0: Oh, and see, growing up at my mom and Papaw's, we had one that I absolutely love if I could find it because it was half screen, but then it had a little bit of a you know a door. Or I guess a little piece of tin towards the bottom of it, so it wasn't full screen, but you got the effect. That was nice. Yes, there are. There's more daylight. Oh, it are, we can already see that. Yes, seven o'clock,
1: and it was daylight yesterday. Yes, loving the more, I loving the fact that it gets dark later. There was, it was depressing when you sit down and you're
0: you look out the window at five thirty. It's dark. The day's gone. It's pitch black dark, and it's you just automatically, I automatically would think it was time to go to bed. And I'd look, and it's five o'clock.
1: And just just the little things you get to see in spring that you don't in winter.
0: The birds chirping. Oh, yes. Yes. They're everywhere right now. Yes.
1: I mean, so many animals migrate in the winter, and they come out in the spring. They finally just they, they come back out. And birds is one of those things that come back out and start singing again. You know uh-huh. it's spring when, when you, you hear, hear the birds a whistling. Yes. A 2017... University of Kentucky study found that the more birds people could see in their neighborhoods, the better their mental health is. I agree
0: with that. There's there's little
1: baby animals everywhere in the spring.
0: Oh, I know. You've got the little baby squirrels.
1: You've, yes. got, you've got just the little baby rabbits jumping around. Possums. You've got all the little pretty babies just bouncing around, little fur balls.
0: Yes, please be mindful of them, guys. Yes,
1: listen at this. It says, one small study in 2012 found that when college students looked at cute images of baby animals, they were better at focusing on... On a task in the lab.
0: Well, so just a little thing,
1: just a little thing, just looking at little baby animals. Just go outside, folks, and enjoy the weather. Look around. Look at just the animals and the birds flying around. All
0: the greenery. That's better
1: than any TV show one.
0: Yes, grasses are growing. and I mean,
1: you can go outside. Who doesn't like to go outside? A 2005 study from the University of Michigan linked spending 30 minutes or more outside in warm, sunny spring weather to higher mood and better memory. But the effect reverses when spring ends, since being outside in the warmest days of summer is usually pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. So people enjoy spring weather more than summer weather, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, because I can at least go outside and the humidity ain't cranked all the way up. And being
1: outside is where you can really put on your creative hat. A lot of creativity can happen outside. Absolutely. Just innovation can happen outside. When you just are looking around, you can get inspired by the things that's god's creation
0: and well and you reconnect with the earth you know i i find when i sit outside i don't really need to be on my phone i don't really need to too much to look at other than the phone yeah i can just sit there and you know i don't really have to listen to nothing because god's got his you know his nature cd on and Great! The leaves come back. Oh yes, we finally get to see full bloomed trees and flowers. Oh, my tree is blooming right now, and I absolutely I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's easy to just do little things like go out and be outside with not having to worry about just hurting from the cold. You can go to places like yard sales. You can uh, find fresh produce booths out there and Uh and you can't do that kind of stuff in the winter you can just take the things that you normally do inside outside like working out
0: Uh, you know i do that all the time
1: eating you can even eat outside go outside and eat Just enjoy it. Just enjoy being outside. Uh, You don't have to worry about the air being dry because during the winter months is when flu season is typically typically in full effect. And it starts to tamper off around March and April flu Mm -hmm. season. So you don't really have to worry about dry air. Like you said, you can keep your windows open and... Really just get your vitamins naturally, too.
0: And Well, and it's just, you know, it is a nice, I guess for me, it's a way for me to connect back with my inner child. You know, what was the one thing we did growing up all the time? You want to go outside and play. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things I do to, you know, for mental health. You know, you were talking about that. That's one of the things that I do is I release my, you know, inner child. I go out, you know, run around in your yard, let your dogs out, let your kids go out and play. They'll love it just as much as you do he says on the show thread, no love for the castle.
1: I guess he's wanting White Castle to make our most iconic fast food chain list.
0: Or maybe he's trying to tell me he wants White Castle for dinner. Hey, I did mention
1: uh, Crystal Burger.
0: Hey, I, Crystal Burger is hands down the more superior, by all means. <laughs> by, by all means. But yes, I, I do think
1: that White Castle is... It is an iconic restaurant. I mean, there was a whole movie
0: about it. I mean, that's true, you know. But I I don't. I don't know why I didn't make my list. Probably because Crystal Burgers better. Crystal Burger is better. One hundred percent.
1: But, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another episode here of Off the Cuff. If you liked what you heard, you can listen to all of our previous episodes because they're all on podcast. Subscribe to our podcast by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can listen to new episodes every Thursday right here on Radio Lex WLXU 93.9 FM. We're live every Thursday from 4 to 5. You can follow Amber on social media at ambu447. You can follow me on social media at the Adam Banks. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I'm Adam Banks. Of course, next week we'll be back with two episodes. Wednesday night will be the March Madness special, and then the regular Off the Cuff program will be back on Thursday, live from four to five